2: We believe in being accountable, and we believe that the body needs to know what we're doing here at WCF and the vision of what we're embracing over here at WCF so that you can get a hold of, know that we're not a church that's independently doing our own thing. We've always stated this here and have always believed that uh, the kingdom of God is a kingdom of light. The Bible says, in him is light, and in whom there's no darkness at all, neither that variableness or shadow in his turning of his character. So we believe everything that we do here is very open to the public eye. As a matter of fact, any one of you can go to revenuecanada.org and type in Windsor Christian Fellowship, and you'll see all of our accounting, you'll see our audited report from the lawyers, you'll see everything out there. Why? Because we have not one thing to hide over here at WCF. And so it's all up there. But we're going to give a short presentation today. And I've asked my son, Brian, who is the CFO, Chief Financial Officer of the ministries of WCF. And he's going to come up here. And as he does so, I want to qualify. This is only Windsor Christian Fellowship. Financial report. This is not Windsor Ministries, which supports ministries around the world that gives almost 80% of the entire finances that comes in, and our international goes out to seed upon many waters. Come on now. This is not WLO, our food bank. This is not WLC. All of those are separate nonprofit charities. This is not JAM, joint aid management, which feeds with the other aid offices around the world, 1.1 million children a day. This is not JAGO, Jesus Alive Gospel Outreach, which has reached on the continent of Africa over 12 million souls for Christ, number 200, Reinhard Bonke, come on, which we were just with the founder the other day, Peter and Ann Petorius for the board meetings. This is not any of those there. This is strictly your church, Windsor Christian Fellowship. And everybody said? Brian, it's all yours. You go ahead. Well... Are you excited to be in church today? Yes, we
0: are. All right, well, I have some exciting news about the stewardship of the congregation today. And so the first thing that I want to start off with is is that we are going to start with uh, a slide, and it's going to talk a little bit about all of our income from from 2015. But I want you guys to realize that all of the income that you see that is going to be up here on the screen was all contributed by the Congregation of Windsor Christian Fellowship. So first and foremost, I want you guys to give yourself a round of applause. Come on. Okay? And say, we're ready to see what God has done in 2015 at WCF. All right. So at this first slide, we simplified things because we know the room is not full of all financial planners and uh, accountants, etc. So I put everything in a way that makes sense and, and I can explain it. So. Hopefully, if I can explain it to you, it will all work out well. So, if we look at that big pie chart up there. It looks like a big orange Pac-Man. Okay. That there is the ties and offerings that came in last year, and it came into the tune of $2.9 million. Okay. Come on. That's exciting news. Okay. And so, you also see on there, there's another pie chart in there that was about three, $350,000, and that there was our ABBA uh, offering that came Obviously. in this last year. And so that was our, 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 largest offering that we had ever received for the ABBA was last year in 2015. Come on Church. come on. Let's give so, God thanks for that. Amen. And the great news about that number is, is that the ABBA offering is actually higher than that because people sow into the ABBA all year and that's normally from June until June. And so what ended up happening is, is that, you know, the rest of the beginning of this year is still coming in. Right, right, for, for last year's ABBA. And so that there was a tremendous effort that we sowed into last year, and we're gonna have a chance to share a little bit about what took place with that. But that is very exciting for us. So. The other number that I wanna show you is the other purple pie chart up there, which talks about, it says other up there, and it's about 200,000. And so really in the other category, really what happens is is that there's many different things that we do where money just kinda of comes in and goes out. So we have a guest speaker come in, so we take up an offering for them, and then you know we pay out the guest speaker the next day. And so you, you buy tickets for a conference, and then the next day you know, we spend that money on the conference. And so those are kinda of what you call in and out um, Revenues that that come in within the organization. So in total last year we brought in about almost 3.5 million dollars Of income into Windsor Christian Fellowship.
2: Hallelujah, right? So uh,
0: if you can go to the next slide here, so This slide here it talks about our operating expense expenditure So not only do you have income in in an organization, but we also have expenses and so before I go over, and we broke it down into five, uh, basically six main categories for you, and uh, one of the things that I want you to take a look at is when you look at each of these main areas, I also want you to know that it breaks it down, also all of our staffing costs, um, which we have about 40 you know, part-time and full-time individuals who work at Windsor Christian Fellowship. How, m- how many are, are think that you have a pretty good staff here at Windsor Christian Fellowship? Okay come on okay you know they're headed by pastor kathy and pastor rick and uh you know we're just we're glad to be able to serve uh, this congregation on an everyday basis and so all of them as i said are, are broken out into the different pie uh, pieces that you see up there but i want to start actually with the very smallest one you can probably very very just easily see it up there maybe it's a little bit purple and it says twenty-two thousand dollars on interest you guys see that number okay that number was attributed to what we paid out in, in interest on basically our, our, our mortgage last year, our mortgage line of credit. And Pastor Rick, if you didn't hear him last week, he was, he was pretty excited. He probably even jumped a little bit last week. But we last week paid off our mortgage. Come on, come on. And I can tell you I'm pretty excited about that. I almost did some cartwheels down the, the hallway at church too. So. Um, so we are well on our way. We just have we have our line of credit now uh, that we still have outstanding, and, and that there we plan on taking taking care of this year. So right. um, we're going to keep working diligently towards those things. Okay. So I want to talk basically about that first one, which is 1.4 million on the ministries, and really that there encompasses everything kind of related to like our Sunday services and our main kind of core. <laughs> functions. So like it, it has our, our worship in there, our children's church, our our youth ministry, our marriage ministry, all of the all the, the core functions of, of what we do are all categorized underneath ministries and that is 1.4 million in that of our operating expenses that go towards that. You have the next category which is general which is $674,000 on the screen. And so that there really is kind of some more of your, your support ministries and cores to what we do. So that includes like a lot of like uh, your, your accounting areas, your business offices, um, your professional fees, technology. You know, every time that, you know, we buy a projector and a screen and so forth, those are all technological needs that we, we have for the furtherance of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And those are all categorized underneath general. When we get into the professional fees, you get into things like, you know, our, our lawyers and attorneys and things that are helping us, uh, you know, work with the roadway and access uh, to our property, etc. And so that there categorizes underneath the green pie chart. Then you go to the, the blue, which is building, and that is 591000 And really that goes into maintaining the facilities, um, fixing them. Uh, so forth. Um, Last, do you guys know that our building has 130,000 square feet? That's how big this facility is. Um, Many of you probably don't know that we have like four upstairs levels here at the church and a basement. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to see them, you're, you're probably gonna see them soon. You know, we're gonna be working on multiple areas uh, with renovations and so forth, but it's a large facility and that's on almost 50 acres of land. And so when you take a look at all of your building expenses, that is pretty well what that does. It entitles all of our maintenance costs. We put new windows on the building last year. We put some air conditioning units on. Um, we also put out the information center. You know, how many love our new information center?
2: Amen. Okay. So the new truck? Was the new truck in that?
0: The, the new truck, truck in, in this particular expense? I'm not quite sure if it, it got okay. categorized into that. <laughs> um, we but, do our own snow plowing over here. Yeah. We do it all probably of our, would fit underneath that for maintenance yep. costs, yes. Okay. Yes. Super. So, um, and then last <clears throat> we have on there, which is our missions, okay, which is 469,000. And this is an exciting area for us as well because, Windsor Christian Fellowship was founded on certain principles, and one of those principles was that, that we sow out and tithe. Just like we you know, expect and tithe, tithes and offerings to come in, we also sow out our tithes and offerings in the form of mission support. That's right. And so Windsor Christian Fellowship supports 22 different organizations every month. And that comes out to, I said, $469,000. That incorporates some of the ones that Pastor Rick mentioned, but like Mission Me, uh, JAM, we support WLC through that, we support WLO through that, and, and many, many others. Uh, Pastor Rick, you know, knows them all probably mm-hmm. by heart. Uh, but it is something that's very uh, near and dear to us is, is those particular missions that we support each uh, month. Okay, Excellent. and then I have one last slide for you. Okay, and this is pretty well. Just talks a little bit about our cash uh, position as it changes. Uh, at the end of 2014, we were in a negative cash position at 771, and uh, that there um, with our income that was brought in, we brought in 3.4 million. Okay, had expenses of 3.2 million, and that gave us a, a surplus in 2015 of about 228 thousand. And that number is kind of related a little bit to unspent um, ABBA, uh, ABBA money. Uh, when we take up our ABBA offering, you know, we also have to, we have a lot of work and things that we take that takes place for the course of a year. And so it wasn't all spent uh, last year. We've been spending it all this year too. And so that there is primarily where you see a lot of the the surplus from last year. And then we get into capital um, capital costs, expect uh, and general costs and. Don't worry too much about these, but these are for you know for the accountants in the room. But there is such things ca- called timing payments, and that really just is a balance between like your accruals and account payables at the end of the year, where some things need to you know are on your books and you need to get transferred over and so forth. So we had that to the tune of forty-eight thousand, and then we had some capital costs of sixty-one, and then our, our position at the end of two thousand and fifteen ended up. Um, improving by 200, about $200,000 to $556,000 um, is where we were at. And so we had a good year last year in 2015. So let's hear a, a praise, praise out Come of the on. audience for that. Come today. on.
2: Great job we right. got a video out here.
0: Yep, and so at this point, what we're going to do is we're going to play a, a video for you to show about some of the different things that have taken place with your finances over this last year.
2: And all these have been in-house renovations that we have done over here, I hope you're as encouraged as we are.
0: Welcome to Winston Christian Fellowship. I'm Brian Shimatero, and I'm here to take you on a tour about where you've been investing your money into the generations this last year. Are you ready? Let's get started waking up knowing there's a reason I'm currently standing inside the new party room Life
2: is for living with you fully
0: equipped with a kitchen this is our multimedia system personal belongings for volunteers can now be stored in the lockers within the room and for the ladies atmosphere with you. The moment is let's go take a look at the new foyers and hallways all of these foyers have now been repainted and tile has been added and all the old gray carpet has been removed from the floors you take me love, me so. Let's go check out our counseling booth Counseling room
2: one got me. In love, I'm There's nothing like with you. I choose
0: this rooms were designed as a quiet place for a private conversation. We have installed this glass wall to further facilitate the connection between the youth center and room 122. Children will now be able to move back and forth freely and be able to have more connection. Alright, let's go check out the new mezzanine. We are now inside the newly renovated youth mezzanine. We've put in place now a a section where people can play live music once a month for our shows, new booths that will increase the seating and occupancy for everyone within the room, televisions with game systems that will allow uh, children all the way through to young adults to be able to play games with their friends. There's pool tables in the back that now overlook the gymnasium so that people can feel better connected between the two rooms as well. We created a lounge at the front of the room so that individuals can now socialize with their friends. We've installed new equipment within the kitchen in order to better meet the needs of the room. Get ready Church, in a matter of moments we're going to be starting the reconstruction of the youth centre and the new stage. We want you to know that the money you sold last year to the ABBA went much further than just physical changes to the facilities themselves.
1: That's right, what you have done is created an inviting environment for people to come and build lasting relationships with one another. People feel comfortable coming here and asking questions about God, life, and relationships. What you have done, what you have sewn into this place, we get to reap the benefits of in the lasting relationships that are built here.
0: (laughs) And I remember when I came here in grade seven, I thought this place was really cool, but after the renovations happened, I was just like, whoa. It's done a lot for me, actually. I've met most of my closest friends here.
2: I love the community. I love that we can just come and like play board games and hang out and that we can have like God discussions with people. It's cool to have people to talk to about your journey with God and to just relate to you.
0: To be honest, I was having a bad day earlier and uh, I knew I had reach to look forward to. I knew I had... The encouragement that I get from the people here and how much it's made me branch out and grow spiritually and um, just emotionally and become more vulnerable. And I believe this place is... A place where people find long-lasting friendships and relationships with each other.
2: The worship, how like everyone's so like into it and everyone is like so passionate about everything, I really love
1: that. It, the prize here, the sports here, I'm a big sports fan. Allowing me to meet great people
0: here who have really changed my view on God and allowed me to open up my heart and life to Him.
1: We just want to say thank you again, WCF, mm-hmm. for all of your generous donations. The youth appreciate it so much. It's it's a uh, big and spacious and beautiful. We'll get kids out, out of the hallways and into areas where they can interact and have a great time together and great memories. Thank you.
0: Yeah, the new gaming era, even I'm, I'm learning uh, to be up with this now generation and that, that you have to be really skillful on all the video games and everything, but really, it is very modern, very up-to-date. Eight players at once. Yeah, yeah. Interacting. And we are incredibly thankful for all of you that sewed into the next generation. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you.
2: Thanks for like making this happen. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We appreciate all the work that you've done. Thank you. 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 So, yeah, just thank you for all of this. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you,
1: WCF family.
2: So where do we go from here now?
0: Well, there's always going to be renovations here at Windsor Christian Fellowship. So uh, (laughs)
2: they asked a question a few years ago. When are you going to be done with the building funds? I said, at the second coming. How many could say when the... um, when churches hit their 25, 30-year marker, traditionally, they plateau. And then it just becomes usually one generation. It becomes the people that founded, the people that started. And it just begins to sometimes maintain and then sometimes go down. The good news is, since we've strategically planned and worked, we're not just going this, we're going this. And I believe that's healthy. That's the way it should be. Uh, More people getting saved, more people baptized, more finance. Everything that we have, he's the God of the more. And that's what people need to know. It's not determined by what's happening in the society. It's determined on the heart of God's people what's going to be the future. Amen? So where are we going now? Well, this year we're going to, uh, you can probably
0: go through to this upcoming keep fast forwarding through the slides there until you get to the youth center um this here we as i said these are just pictures of of the youth hallways and foyers that we've went through our counseling room they have pictures of those as well but i want to get to the youth stage we are are getting ready right now we are in all the preparations now to start on the lower level of the youth center and we are going to be re-renovating that entire area i know this is what everyone is really you know excited about uh, that it's going to come with a whole new stage uh as we go through that particular project and and that'll be starting momentarily it's gonna it's gonna look really nice it's gonna have areas in there behind like a a backstage so that you know drama can uh, use the stage as well and just a lot of new technology is going to be going into the room and and i think it's going to be a really fabulous place state of the art is what we're going for so that's going to be the next thing that we're working on Um, We also are going to be continuing to do renovations uh, along the building with the bathrooms. Uh, There's two bathrooms in the youth corridor, um, which um, are right there. Those are are photos of them. They probably are about 22 years old right now. And uh, we're going to be redoing those and making them handicap accessible as well. All the Um, the bathrooms that we're going to be working on are going to be handicap accessible Um, including the ones that we're gonna be moving to upstairs. And you see on the right side of the screen there, an elevator, okay? And so uh, we believe that it's time for us to get an elevator. And so that elevator is going to allow us to go from the basement, which has about 20,000 square feet there and another 20,000 upstairs, which is completely at this time really unutilized. Um, We're only using about a quarter of our basement. And that elevator will help transfer us from downstairs to upstairs. Um, you know, it will be more handicapped, obviously, accessible. And we want to get
2: upstairs uh, to work on the classrooms. And Pastor Rick, you want to talk about the classrooms? Yeah, the classrooms, we've ran out of room over here. Many of you are here on the Wednesday night. We've had, this facility is used seven days a week. It's not just a Sunday morning. It's used seven days a week. Uh, we've become now the addictions capital, if you want to call it, of Windsor here now. We have the Genesis, we have the Celebrate Recovery, we have ongoing courses to help people coming and breaking the lifestyle of addictions over their life. I believe it's the number one challenge in the culture that we live in today. So there's a lot of courses that we've had to put on hold that are there, the demands are there, we just haven't had the room and the facility here, so we have already the steel studs up there, the insulation up there, the hydros already roughed in up there, so we're going to have to put the jib rock up there, the, the uh, drywall, the roofs, the flooring and everything, fix them all up and then leave that to Pastor Kathy with the ambience, amen? If you want to see the finest looking place, people ask also, why did you put in a, uh, another fellowship hall when you got the big fellowship hall? Well, number one is the main fellowship hall is a commercial place. It's got a commercial kitchen. I can't just go in there and turn on the stove, I can blow this building and the jail up. At the same time, if I don't know what I'm doing in there. But you also have to have somebody that's licensed, somebody that that is on staff to be there the whole time. Well, some people, they want weddings and they they want showers, they want baby showers and this, but they don't want to pay for the personnel. Well, you can't expect just volunteers to come in there and do it. Thank you for your affirmation. So we brainstormed. We came up. We said, you know what? Let's put up another. We put the chapel up, which is great for small weddings and funerals. We had one there on Friday. Let's put up a small fellowship hall. We did. It can seat up to 90 people in there comfortably. But it's also, there it is right over there. And if you want to see it today, there's a shower going on right now with the Banks and the Joseph. who are marrying this year, August, I believe it is. It's a 10-star-looking facility the way it is right now. And if you get down there and you tell them I sent you, you can get a gumball. No, okay, no. Just teasing, no. No, I don't want to crash their shower. But it's also got its self-contained kitchen in there, so everything, washrooms right across the hall, their own uh, self-made, self-contained kitchen, refrigerator, just everything's all in there that we don't have to worry about now the commercial aspect of it. It's also got, looking in there, the next pick. It's got its own multimedia projector, its own scream sound system. You can see that all inside this room, and it's decorated by Pastor Kathy. That's why you see the chandeliers. If you're wondering why I've been a little bit off the last two months, I had chandelieritis, okay? In my Barbara new home. Helps okay. with our she decorating loves chandeliers. Too. See, Barbara did an amazing job in decorating in there as well as Pastor Kathy. The two just put their brains in. They really see see I'm not into the ambience, but she is, so because she's in it I have to be. Amen. Go ahead.
0: Yes, every time that we put a light now into the building we need to make sure that it has, you know, those faders on them. Uh, Dimmers so that you know, we can create atmosphere in all the different rooms. So um, There is two other rooms that are are still left on here, which is room 122 and 120 which is part of the uh, Corridor of phase two which we've been working with all of the children's and youth uh, areas And so really what's happened with this is that the design that we really did we were pretty uh, strategic about but really what it does is it helps to connect all of the different rooms and in that different area. So that is said, like the gym's connected to the mezzanine, the mezzanine's connected to the youth center, the youth center's connected to room 122 by this big glass wall here. And so really what we're trying to do is create that flow and atmosphere where, where relationships can, can flourish and to develop and the connections can be made that will help build the community of the body of Christ as we continue to uh, move forward in building uh, God's kingdom. And so those two are the last two rooms that are left in there as well. We're going to be, one's going to be kind of more of like a creative, creative lounge uh, that's going to help. And then the room where Elevation is, which is a big room, 120 in the corner, that there is going to, you know, that's where our grades 6 through 9s are. And we're going to definitely have some fun with that room with some creative technology and uh, decorating to really just make an impact into those children's lives. And those are the last bits of the renovations that we'll be working on this upcoming year.
2: And all the renovations are also done pretty much all in-house. It takes a little longer, but we're doing it all in-house. Sean Cassidy has done an amazing job in helping us in that whole area. He's moved on now to Chrysler's, and we have Nathan Mayo, uh, Mayo, uh, Mayo, who's the new leader in that their area, doing a phenomenal job along with Tim, and as well as Eric. The three of them are just hardworking individuals that got a vision for it. We're able to do these here jobs with raising up a volunteer base of men and women to help us in these areas. You know, when you got 50 acres, there's a lot of grass to cut, soccer fields in the back if you've never seen it, women's home, WLO, WLC. All those there are ran. We do all of our own snow plowing. We do all our own maintenance on the building and everything. And it's a huge job, amen? So with the group of volunteers that's coming in and we need more, if you'd like outdoor work, just come and volunteer three, four hours a week to the church, see Brian afterwards, we'll be happy to take it. There's a lot, it's your building and it's a great place. So the Abba is gonna be, the Abba is the Aramaic word for father and it speaks of a term. I remember when I went to Israel on my first trip in 1985, I've been there 16 times since, but in my first trip I remember the guy, because there was only eight pastors, invited us back to his home. He wanted to meet his wife, and see his children, and I remember when his little two-year-old came up to the door, when I was the first one, he opened up the door, and there a little kid coming running out, and, and, and he says, Abba, 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 and his daddy picked him up and hugged him, gave him a kiss, and it was just incredible, and so Abba, again, is the Aramaic word translated father that we know and is speaking about with the child's son, and that's why we take it up every Father's Day for the last 12 years we've done this here. It's been an incredible blessing to the church to help us run all the projects. We believe strongly in being a debt-free church. We don't get into big mortgages and all those other things. Um, I can share a lot of stories right now of individuals that are, but we we believe in running it fiscally. We also believe in being a very sowing church out to many waters, as you've heard and seen in the reports today. So WCF, thank you for your care. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your encouragement. Uh, We're getting emails and letters, texts, Kathy and I, all the time from members of the church on how your life has been transformed. This weekend coming up is the Encounter Weekend. To us, it's one of the lifelines of the church. How many of your life has been changed on an Encounter Weekend? Just swing it at me real high. Praise God. We encourage you, if you've not been on, sign up at the information afterwards. Get your application in. And if you're new in the church, um, just tell them you're new. And this is your local church. If you're going to another church, this isn't for you. It's for those that are part. This is the home you want to be at. And it's for $40. All the others, $80. We make nothing on it. Nobody gets paid for those weekends. Kathy and I volunteer our time as well as all the other teams that are here. So it's going to be a great weekend. I'm looking forward to it. The last one, I've got to know almost all the men on that uh, encounter. And it's just an incredible group. And Kathy had one of the largest for the women also. It's not diminishing or plateauing. It's increasing in an incredible way because we're seeing the fruits of it. So come out this week and it's going to be a great time. Anything else, Brian? I think we got it. Let's give Pastor Kathy, Kathy a warm come welcome.
0: On up here. let a warm welcome
2: for the lady of the house, Pastor Kathy. She's a knockout man, looking, looking good, girl. Wow. Can hardly stand here and preach, okay? But we will. It's okay. It's, it's my wife. It's okay. It's all good. It's a great encouragement to us, and a lot of what you see comes from Pastor Kathy. And it's not just a male-dominated leadership. It's female and male working together, just like the New Testament says. How many know women see it a little bit different than others? So when she shares about the chandelier budget, I just bite my tongue and just say, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Okay. Go ahead, girl. Hallelujah.
1: Okay, I want to talk to you a little bit about vision. And we've been actually talking about vision already today and what we're doing as a church. And how many know vision is important because it, it, it's where we're going. And, and we need to know where we're going. We need to know what vision is. And and so we don't have a lot of time because um, obviously this whole presentation took a lot of the time. But I want to read a scripture in Habakkuk 2, verse 1 to 2. And it says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and I will watch to see what he, referring to the Lord, will say to me, and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that reads it. And so how many know that we have a vision here at the church? And how many know what the vision is? If you've been here for any length of time, you should know what the vision is. Everybody, when the, generations
2: the generations to Christ. Christ. Connect them, connect them to, to his, his master, master plan, plan, empower, empower them, them to succeed and grow, grow the kingdom, kingdom of, God. of God.
1: And so everything we do here at WCF is to make that happen. And so, you know, when you run with a vision, that means you know what the vision is and that you apply it to your life. In other words, you make it a part of what you do. And so it's really important that we do that because you, if you belong to this church, if this is a church that God has called you to, he has a purpose for you in this church. He has a vision to fulfill a purpose in your life. Every one of us is different, and but he also has a purpose for you as far as in your in your career, your marriage, your family. And so how many know we want to be in the will of God? Watch we that. want to know what God is saying to us, what God wants us to do. But God puts the body of Christ together for a purpose to build the kingdom of God in the world, to be a light in the darkness, to be the salt of the earth. How many know Windsor Christian Fellowship plays a vital role in the city of Windsor? Come on! And, you know, what we do here is to impact and change lives lives, to change families, to, to cause people to know God, to know that there's a better way than what this world has to offer, and that God's kingdom operates differently than the world's kingdom. So we need to run with the vision, but I'm going to read this scripture also in Romans 12, verse 4. It says, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. So how many know we all belong to each other here? That's right. We're all one body. And you know, God has a vision for the world. He has a vision for nations. He has a vision for cities. And he has a vision for churches to help fulfill the greater vision, which is ultimately for the world. And so This church has a purpose, and and the vision that we have is to fulfill that purpose, but you're a part of the body. And how many know if one part of the body attacks another part of the body, that's not good? That's right. Because we're one. We're on the same team. We're not playing against each other. We're for each other. And then it says, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. How many know none of us are alike? Mm -hmm. We all have different gifts. you You might love to do something that I hate and I might do something that you hate. You know, not hate you know, what we do, but you just, you know, somebody might be doing something and they thrive on doing that. Where for me, doing that would just cause me to want to run and hide, you know? So Garden we're work. all different, right? We all have different gifts. So And then it goes on and it says, um, so if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with such faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. And if you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is encouraging others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. So in other words, we all have a role to fulfill in the body of Christ and in the church and in. Uh, To help the vision come to pass Don't just pretend to love others Really love them Hate what is wrong Hold tightly to what is good And then it just goes on telling you how to do that So what we need to realize is The vision that we have for WCF We're a generational church And we believe in the next generation I have 16 grandkids Come on I know we probably broke the I don't know does anybody in the church here have more than 16 grandkids Oh okay yes Tend wow. us. Um, so there's a few of you that do. But you know, whether how you, have you have one grandchild or a hundred grandchildren, I don't think there's anybody that has that many, but um, regardless of how many Abraham. grandchildren, how many care about your grandchildren? How many care about your grandchildren? How many want to see your grandchildren serve God? Come on. You know how many know we pass the baton on to the next generation wow. and then to the next generation and it goes on and on and on, and so we want to see that. You know the the world has changed so drastically sure. since I got saved, and how many know this next generation, the 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 grandchildren generation, the things they have to deal with are so much, sure. so so different than the things I had to deal with, and the and even the opposition, even in our nations, the the uh, see when I when I was growing up the. Canada was Christian, basically Christian. Christianity wasn't, you know, shunned on and made fun of. And, and you know, I mean, there was some of that happening. But how many know that progression has gotten far worse? And now Christianity is being pushed down and pushed aside. And now what the Bible, Bible said this would happen that in the last days, what was called good would be now evil, and what was evil is now good. And then we can see that happening. Right. And so our grandchildren have to deal with that more than we did. But how many know we, what we do, will make it better for them? And we have we have a responsibility to do that. So we need to know our part in the body of Christ, and we need to do our part in the body of Christ. Seek God. Find out what you're supposed to do in part of the church so that the church is strong because together we can change a whole city and, and a nation. Amen?
2: You know, when you study the life of Jesus and you go through the Gospels and you picture him in meeting with the woman at the well, meeting the nobodies, if you want to call them, and then making them somebodies. It's really a theme that runs through. Kathy stopped over in verse number 10, but I'd like to put Romans chapter 12, 14 up if they can for a moment. The Scriptures actually says in the New Living, Bless your enemies, no cursing under your breath. And then he said something that's so powerful Pray that God will bless them. Go to the next verse, if you will, write down. Be happy with those who are what? Come on, happy and weep with those who weep. Go on to the next verse, if you will. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. If you look at that in the Message Bible, it says, bless your enemies, no cursing under your breath. Laugh with your happy friends when they're happy. Share tears with them when they're down. Get along with each other. Everybody look at somebody and say, get along with each other. And then it says, don't be stuck up. Make friends with nobodies. Don't be the great somebody. Don't hit back. Discover beauty in everyone. And if you got it in you, get along with everybody. Don't insist on getting even. That's not for you to do. I'll do the judging, says God. I'll take care of it. We've learned something about the vision at WCF. If we're going to connect, People to his master plan, empower them to succeed, win the generations and grow his kingdom, then there's values that we need to be, every one of us as individuals. We need to be authentic. Authentic speaks about being real, not counterfeit, free from pe- pretense, free from hypocrisy, free from dishonesty and pure. The synonyms are true, opist, open, honest and forthright. If you look at churches today. That are growing, they're not plateauing, they're flourishing. You'll notice that the ministers, the leaders are accessible, the leaders are touchable, they're down to earth people, they're real. People listen carefully, and children can spot a phony a mile away. And so, if we're gonna touch a generation, we gotta become the ones that are gonna reach out to the nobodies, because how many know in God's eyes, the nobody is somebody? I wonder what people thought about the nobody, and his name was Zacchaeus, who had a blessing for the somebodies. Come on now. I wonder what they thought about the woman at the well. I wonder what we thought about Job's wife prior to the teaching two weeks ago. And we can list many others. You know, there was an individual that I've learned many, many uh, years ago that was actually... uh, Let me share about a person. Uh, Some of his people are here with us today. He was actually going to burn my church down when his mother got saved. And, and, and how many of the nobody turned into a somebody, and that's Rob Quinlan today? Can you all say amen? And then I found out that what, there was this hippie girl that was out there at 14 years of age and decided to leave home and just just hit the streets, just, just go out in Toronto and, and, and do her own thing. Oh, come on, church. And then at, she got married and at the age of 35 her husband was killed in a car wreck who now has become the most amazing minister, the most amazing wife and the most amazing teacher and the most amazing person in my life. And then there's a guy out there that and, when he, and he was uh, uh, young in his age. Uh, he wasn't accepted very much by his own family members. Uh, uh, he wasn't wanted when his mother got pregnant but found out that God took the nobody and made him a somebody not because of what he did but because of who God Is inside of us, and his name happens to be Rick Shemachero. And then I found out that God even took a mama's boy, and his name was John Mark, and made him out to the most profitable one that worked with the Apostle Paul. And then I found out that even David, the king of Israel, I'm not going to go into developing all this here, but on my most recent studies, I believe the reason he wasn't involved and called into the home with all the other sons was not because he was out there in the field taking care of the sheep, because he says he was conceived in iniquity, conceived in sin, and I believe that there was something that happened in his DNA. But God saw it and saw the greatness inside of him, saw the warrior inside of him, saw the champion inside, and gave him what the name David, why? Because he was beloved. Literally means boiling love, and so. We see him take 400 misfits, rejects, the persons that were written off, the message Bible says, the down and outers, and God took them and made them David's mighty men. That's what this church is all about. We're authentic, we're relevant, we're excellent, we're fun, we're accepting, and we're powerful not because of our might, but because of the Spirit of God inside of us. Go ahead.
1: Okay, he just said all the attributes that we were going to talk about. You can and, hit each and, one. You know, each one is important. How many know being authentic is very, very important? Come on. People want what's, what's real. And, you know, a lot of things the world is presenting is not authentic. How many know what we see on TV is not authentic? Even what you see on Facebook is not authentic. People present what they want you to see. And, and, you know, but we live in a world where we're real people, and we need to be real with one another, and that's what God is seeking. And so when people come to church, they want to see real people that care. That's and right. then Jesus was relevant. How many know that the generation, uh, the, the younger generation is different than my generation? And how you do church has to change to be able to connect with that that's generation. Right. You never change your doctrine. You never change your, what you believe, but you change how you present it. Just like last week when my granddaughter came up dressed as Ray for Star Wars. How many know? I wouldn't have done that 20 years ago. Well, maybe. Star Wars was probably out 20 years ago, wasn't it? But, you know, there, there's a generation that's into the superheroes. And so they, you can use something to illustrate a biblical truth that they can connect to, relate to, and understand. And it means a lot to them. And so sometimes you have to change how you do things. That's why we have drama and dance and different things in the church because, you know, it's not to entertain you, but it's so young people especially can connect with those things. I remember when we started changing our music a little bit, some of the older people said, why are you doing that? You know, we don't like this music. And I said, do you have grandkids? They said, yes, you wanted to come to church. Yes, okay, then you got to sacrifice sometimes what you like for what they like, right? And we need to do that. and so we need to you know we need to be on top of uh It doesn't mean we compromise our values. It doesn't mean we compromise our doctrine. You just do things a little differently so that they will be a part of it. And then we do things with excellence. You know, we try to do things with excellence. But excellence doesn't mean it has to be perfect. It means you do it the best you can do it. And and so that's what we're called to do. So we try to do everything. That's why we're doing all the renovations of the building. How many know if you come in this building and it's all falling apart and smelly and dirty? And and how many know you're not going to want to bring people? You're not even going to want to stay. In fact, they said one of the number three reasons why people don't come back to a church, this is one of the top three reasons, is the way it smells. It's true. You know, people get turned off. You want to know the nursery's clean. You want to know that, you know, the church is clean. And that you you want it to be something that you can bring your friends to and that they will like it and they'll be attracted to it. How many know when you go out and eat or you go places, if it's nice and attractive, you want to go back? But as if it's divy and run down, you don't want to go back. So that's important. That's another area. But you need also excellence in, in what we teach and how we teach and, and the things that we do in the church.
2: And then number four is very, very simple. The church needs to be an enjoyable place to come to. Come on. How many know that if sinners were attracted to Jesus, there was something inside of them that was a magnetic pull to them? If the woman that was at the well came to Jesus and talked with her, and, and He ministered with her hope, in spite of her religious upbringing, in spite of the background, how many know there was something that was drawing her to Why was it that little children were just flocking over to Jesus? Because He was an enjoyable person to be with, fun. And li- listen carefully. We're not balancing our our faith in any way, and just saying this is just fun and games. Church- Christianity is not fun and games. But there's an aspect of Christianity Listen, that needs to be an enjoyable place. We want this to be an enjoyable atmosphere. That's why we put the cafe and are working strategically to plan other things in the future over here that's going to be an enjoyable time, a time of connections with people. And when you heard somebody that came even up into the center upstairs and they said it brought them to a connecting point with Jesus Christ, then whatever it's going to take, the bait that we will use, we're going to get them into the kingdom of God. But we also believe the word excellent means that which and it means that which juts out just a little bit further than the average. I do not want to be known as an average church in the community of Windsor. Why? Because we're not an ordinary, which means average. We're an extraordinary people out there. And not only do you need to be fun, but every person that comes into our place is going to be listened very carefully, valued, and even though the world might say they're a nobody, in God's eyes are somebody. That's how God sees them, and that's how we are going to see them. And we're trying to break up all the cliques where it's us four. And no more, and try to open that up the circle. Why? Because everybody needs somebody that we can pour our lives into, and that everybody's going to feel valued from the children in the nursery to the seniors in the house. We want everybody in between to feel like they're a value to God.
1: And Jesus was incredible incredibly accepting of people. Kids sure. love to be with Jesus. Uh, the sick wanted to be with people, The down and, with Jesus, the down and outers. How many know it's important? When we reach out to the hurting, to the lost, to the broken, how many know God will make provision? And sometimes, you know, we have to understand God loves everybody. Every person that walks through those doors should know that they are loved and accepted. You know, providing they don't start attacking us or doing anything crazy. But, um, WE we DO NEED TO LOVE ALL PEOPLE GROUPS, DOESN'T MATTER EDUCATION, DOESN'T MATTER RACE, DOESN'T MATTER WHAT sure. LANGUAGE THEY SPEAK, It DOESN'T MATTER WHETHER THEY'RE RICH OR POOR, NONE OF THAT SHOULD MATTER. WHAT SHOULD MATTER IS THAT THEY'RE A HUMAN BEING SEEKING AFTER GOD AND THAT WE NEED TO LOVE EVERY PERSON, BE ACCEPTING OF EVERY PERSON AND EVEN reach out to the down and outers more than ever, because when we do that, God will provide people that have the means to help us and and bless us. And then the last thing is Jesus was incredibly powerful. And we need to be a powerful church. We need to be a church that believes in miracles, a church that operates in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, a church that wants to pray for people and see the supernatural happen, a church that has full of testimonies of changed lives and of the power of God. And you know, when we have our Sunday morning services, we are under a time limitation. We have a huge children's Church, we have a lot of people that work in there, and if you leave them in there too long, they won't come back. And uh, so we are under uh, a time frame with our Sunday morning services. We do have prayer at the altar where people can get pray, but how many know God can do a miracle in a second, right? But That's then right. we have our prayer nights like tonight at six o'clock and our other prayer times where we have time to linger in the presence of God and worship Him and pray and and do all of those things. And when we do those things, then um, you know, God can move. When we give place for God to move, God moves mightily on the encounter weekends. You know, he moves mightily in our offices. Many people come in the offices for prayer and for That's ministry. Right. And delivered. God is moving. God doesn't always have to be moving here on in front of the church. He moves in many places through all of us when we are obedient to pray.
2: And I want to just encourage all those watching by live stream, thank you for uh, connecting in with us today. And if you want to be a part of the projects that are coming in here at WCF, man, you just feel free to do that. Thank you for your generosity in supporting the program that is now going on uh, around the world today. But if you would like to sow into the projects here at, at Windsor Christian, our faith this year is for a half a million dollars to come in that will cover all the expenses for this here aspect Of the renovations that we desire to accomplish this year and I believe that by the grace of God it's going to be done not by my might or your power but by the Spirit of God amen we thank you for believing in us we thank you for the vision that you have so embraced we thank you for your stewardship we thank you for your generosity and I want to say to the people that I know it here at WCF well done thou good character and faithful servant you've been faithful over little God's going to make you faithful over much Amen Let's all stand to our feet as we break bread together today If you're at home watching us You can grab a a piece of bread And grab a bit of juice And you break bread right along with us Over here at WCF this morning I know it's the long weekend and many are away I know Pastor Howie and all his family Are having their reunion Uh, Continue to pray for our youth They're over there at the last session right now They'll be coming back today Empowered and charged up And we're very excited about what God is doing in this here house and I think there's great things in store come out tonight at 6 for prayer to the leaders at 5 we'll be in the chapel in there Kathy and I will be sharing
1: okay Father we just thank you for the privilege we have, Lord, to serve you and to serve in your kingdom. And, Lord, even as we know, we are one body. Mm-hmm. One body of believers, Lord, called together for a joint purpose. And, Father, we thank you that you gave us your son who laid down his body for us so that we could be a part of your body. Right. And so, Lord, we just take this bread with gratitude. H- help us, Lord, to look inside our hearts and be right with you in every area of our lives, Lord. That we will serve you with diligence and faithfulness and with all of our might. That so we will put our hands in the plow and be the part of the body lord that you've called Mm. us to in jesus name amen
2: and father as we have the cup in our hands we're reminded of the the new covenant that we have in your blood protection covenant we thank you for the hedge covenant we thank you for the overcoming covenant we thank you that we're not just conquerors god in the new covenant we're more than conquerors and god may there be a spirit of faith that would rise up inside of everyone in this here room together to do our part that together we can see heaven's part imparted to us today and so as we partake of this cup god thank you there's no residue of the old because it's all cut off and away and let the new man come forth with boldness confidence as god we seek to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace today and we know that trust respect and commitment is what releases a spirit of unity be it done for every one of us in this room